Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining me today for episode two of the PCOS Revolution. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Dr. Iris Crawford, who is one of the most highly sought-after health strategists in the Northwest. She's known for uncovering the hidden causes of weight gain by helping women reset their metabolism naturally. And she helps busy, burned-out professionals and women struggling with PCOS to lose weight without feeling hungry, and most importantly, to keep it off without dieting. Born and raised in Seattle, Washington, Dr. Crawford has been immersed in the field of nutrition and natural medicine since 1998. She's a lead author in the textbook Foundations of Naturopathic Medicine and was a lead physician at Pharmaca Integrative Pharmacy. She is the CEO and medical director of Nature Care Wellness Center in Seattle, and I'm just really excited to have her here. Welcome, Dr. Crawford. Hi there. Thank you so much for having me. This is a real pleasure. Great. So glad you could join us. Just wanted to start out by asking, how did you get involved with naturopathic medicine? Well, um, let's see here. Um, it was, you know, I was actually exposed to really um, early on, I guess, as a teenager, I was exposed to um, health in general from a friend of mine who her she and her mother would go to visit a naturopathic doctor. And when I heard of that, I, my mind was kind of blown. I was like, what? Um, and I actually thought, oh, you know, my dream became one day I was going to get, I was going to be able to go see a naturopathic doctor. And then fast forward a few years later, I was going to community college and I actually, um, was able to discover that, Right here in my hometown in Seattle, there was uh, a very, um, you know, well-respected college at, at the time, Bastyr College, and the the um, the community college I was going to took a, took us on a tour of it, and that's kind of how it all began. Can you tell us a little bit more about what naturopathic physicians do, since we don't have naturopaths in the state of Florida and many other states? Yeah, so so a naturopathic physician is is a primary care physician who is trained in natural medicine. So there are a handful of accredited um, naturopathic medical um, colleges or universities in North America. And there are some also that are not accredited by the same accrediting body. So it can be kind of confusing to differentiate a naturopathic physician from a traditional naturopath um, who they are also helpful, but they don't go, they're not, they're not, they don't have a medical degree. So important to make that differentiation. So this is the problem when, when you're looking at, um, you know, naturopathic doctors or NDs um, is what our credentials are behind our name. Um, when you're looking at state by state um, regulation of naturopathic doctors in a state like Florida who do not regulate naturopathic doctors, any, any of the naturopaths there, whether or not they've gone to medical school, can actually call themselves a naturopathic doctor. So that's really the sticky um, part of it. So, But one day you guys will have um, that regulation in place so that you can you know, choose if you want to go to someone who's a little bit more like a nutritionist, well, not even a nutritionist, like an herbalist um, who can help you. But um, as a naturopathic physician, we actually, our scope, we, we can do everything a primary care physician can do pretty much. We, we perform minor surgery, we can prescribe medications. Um, but really, what we like to do best is reverse chronic disease and treat the whole person and use natural approaches rather than pharmaceutical um, approaches for less side effects. 
I think all of our listeners would love to hear from you about what kind of treatment you offer for women who are seeking help for weight loss with PCOS. Yeah, so so I do specialize in my practice, and the you know what I tell people is I help busy, burned out women lose weight and get their energy back, and. I actually do have quite a, a high percentage of women with PCOS in my practice. And the reason why is because it is a hormone issue and hormones are so uh, important in trying to, um, you know, get rid of some really common symptoms that women are struggling with, but also to uh, balance out, you know, the PCOS symptoms. So, so I guess what I would say is if a person comes in to get help with PCOS and all the things that can accompany it, like um, having a little extra weight or, or some other things that are going on, um, is I really look at assessing um, a complex array of symptoms that people, a lot of women in particular, are complaining about. And it can be anything from fatigue, anxiety, insomnia, depression, um, low libido, um, hair loss or skin changes, it's a bunch of different things. The list kind of goes on and on. And I assess their, their level of that hormone imbalance and kind of determine whether or not testing would be um, appropriate. Now, in the case of someone with PCOS, I would always say, okay, we need to test hormones. We need to look at everything. We need to look at all the hormones that are um, involved with PCOS, but also the other hormones that um, sometimes aren't looked at when, when a woman has PCOS. That's really great that you brought that up. And we often talk about PCOS and hormones such as testosterone and DHEA. How do hormones play a part in PCOS and weight loss? And how do the adrenals more specifically play a part in this? And we see over and over so many women with PCOS are extremely tired. And we wonder, is that because of a thyroid issue or adrenal fatigue? So just tell us a little bit more about how you would test for this. Yes. So I actually do a, a special test that's a salivary hormone profile. And I look at, um, I look at AM and PM cortisol and melatonin. And I look at the estrogens, progesterone, testosterone, and DHEA. And that gives me the full picture of what level of adrenal fatigue this person might be in. Um, and, and the, the connection here is, you know, when we talk about the things that aren't looked at, is that there are other things that are kind of going hand in hand, but also potentially as even separate things that are happening in the body. Um, if you if you look at and eliminate adrenal fatigue, potentially you're going to be addressing some of the underlying root causes of why the PCOS is there to begin with. Um, so my approach is always looking at, well, why is that going on? Why, you know. It may be because there's extra weight on the body, but there are other women out there who are, um, you know, overweight and not, they don't have PCOS. So looking at that whole um, adrenal picture and all of the other endocrine glands. So I really like to focus at what's called the HPA axis. So it's the hypothalamic pituitary adrenal axis. It's how the brain talks to the, um, the hormone glands in the body and balancing that. And then one of the things that I see a lot is, is adrenal fatigue is directly correlated with PCOS because uh, adrenal fatigue can cause high cortisol, which is your main fight or flight hormone. And high cortisol then blocks um, thyroid activation, which further can cause some symptoms and it can also cause weight gain. And then 
Cortisol also blocks the, the, um, it blocks insulin action. And when your insulin isn't working properly, your blood sugar goes up. And if your blood sugar goes up, that, this is a huge piece to the PCOS, um, is you want to get your blood sugar down, get your hormones, uh, balanced. And, and so it, it just can't be ignored. That's really important that you mention that connection because it's like a cascade. It seems like one thing doesn't work without the other, and it really is like a hormonal orchestra. Um, what are the main characteristics of adrenal fatigue, and how does it differ from someone who has a thyroid disorder? Yeah, so adrenal fatigue is, you know, what I think is an epidemic um, amongst women, and it's not really being addressed at all. Um, the problem is, is that when stress happens to women, it's my opinion that what I've seen is that women are biologically different from men in our stress response. And so when stress happens, we actually shut down the production of progesterone. And progesterone and estrogen should be in the body at a certain ratio in order to feel good. Um, so when, when we have stress, we start making cortisol instead of progesterone. So we become progesterone deficient. When you're progesterone deficient, you're estrogen dominant. And so that's kind of the first cascade of events that, that happens. And it's all down the hill from there. But I do feel like adrenal fatigue is very, um, it's completely ignored in our, in our uh, medical system. And I'm trying to make a difference with that. I really am trying to um, educate people more about this. And there's so many things that happen to women. Though. So insomnia, anxiety, weight gain, these are the top three things that I see. But there's so many other things actually that can be associated with adrenal fatigue. Um, I've seen a girl as young as 16 years old come in with having panic attacks. And when I tested her, um, her hormones, she had normal estrogen levels, but zero progesterone. And so progesterone is so important to um, feeling relaxed and calm. Um, and so the, so those are some of the things that, that um, I've seen the most frequently. And yeah. And that's a good point because when you're not ovulating, you're not producing progesterone. So I feel like it just sets the stage. Yeah. And miscarriages are, you know, women with low progesterone is very high risk for miscarriages. So that is definitely another thing that, that, um, if a woman's uh, planning on getting pregnant, um, in the next year or two would be super important for them to address their adrenal fatigue. I agree. And there is a recent study that came out about the adrenal connection to PCOS. So it's really timely that we talk about this now. So what this is, is it should be a salivary or urinary hormone profile. Those are the most accurate. I do a saliva um, panel because it's easy and it's less expensive, um, but just as accurate. So blood, um, blood testing is really not adequate. It only gives you a snapshot of what your hormones are right at that moment, whereas salivary testing actually tests more in, in general testing of, of where your levels are in general. And you need to know that with cortisol especially. I had a patient who got her cortisol tested with blood and it was it was really high. Um, but when we did a, um, a saliva panel to follow up on it, it was normal. And she had actually um, injured herself that morning. She had burned herself quite 
quite badly. And so her cortisol levels were up that morning. And so it was a kind of a false reading. Um, so yes, a saliva panel. So my patients, um, I actually provide a, a salivary hormone um, kit, a little kit that they take home and they collect their own saliva first thing in the morning and then last ne- last thing before bed. And then they just plunk it right into the mail and, and we get the results and, and create a plan for them. So how would someone obtain this testing? Is it done at home or in the office? And how would someone measure their cortisol and stress hormones? Yes, every woman needs to do this test, I, I feel. I mean, I, I am very passionate about it because it's just been such a profound change for my patients, their quality of life, um, and you know, no longer needing medications for sleep and mood issues and, and things like that. So... Um, and not to mention being able to reverse something like PCOS, that, you know, that's a condition that can be very frustrating and doesn't seem to be um, a lot of really great solutions out there for that. Um, that's great. So they can actually take steps to get the cortisol checked today that are non-invasive. Yeah, it depends on the testing. So the lab that we use does not test synthetic hormones. It only tests um, natural or bioidentical hormones. So, so it wouldn't interfere with our testing that we do. Um, but if you are using a lab that tests synthetic and, and bioidentical or, or natural hormones, then yeah, I think that's a great idea to wait 30 days. Um, we can actually help treat women even if they're on birth control. However, the best the best thing for sure, I mean, would be to discontinue the birth control and, and balance the hormones out, which was the reason why you needed the birth control to begin with, if you're taking it for PCOS or other menstrual symptoms. Um, yeah, I can't tell you how many women I've had in, in the clinic who are on birth control, not for birth control, but for, uh, for, uh, for example, really heavy periods or, you know, um, that sort of thing. They're all progesterone deficient. <laughs> so if you have, um, a woman who, is she's having a period that's lasting for days and days or it's really, really heavy. That is a a symptom of progesterone deficiency. So that's, if you're able to fix that, then you don't need to um, medicate it. Because if you're thinking about taking birth control for that, it's going to be, you're going to be on that birth control until when? Forever. I mean, it's not really a, you're not fixing anything. It's you're, you might be symptom free, which is, which is great. But meanwhile, you got to fix the problem. And that's kind of, that's how I approach it. First of all, the adrenal fatigue, you know, there's four phases of adrenal fatigue. Um, and the first phase is our body's, uh, our body is, is over responding to stress. And that's really the high cortisol phase. So that, in that phase, when the, high, when the cortisol is high, you're blocking, um, you know, like we said, you're blocking the thyroid hormone and insulin. So it's like the perfect, you know, pairing for weight gain and any, no matter what you do, you're not going to be able to get the weight off very, very well when you're fighting an uphill battle. So, um, for sure in, in, in a good, you know, whole approach for, for, um, getting rid of PCOS, like completely reversing it, I think addressing that is, is key. Um, so, and, and so I think that the adrenal fatigue piece is is definitely um, going to help with weight loss, and you're not going to be able to completely get rid of the PCOS as far as I've seen without having that weight loss and being able to be successful with weight loss. 
Exactly. It's really wonderful that we're talking about this because I have such a strong feeling about women using birth control as a Band-Aid rather than for contraception. So with PCOS, it just seems so overutilized without understanding what's going on in the body. So when we look at weight loss, how does it help to learn how your body is using those hormones such as cortisol and, and estrogen? Yes, yes, that is true. That's true. It becomes a domino effect when we can lose just 10 to 15% of our body weight. And then all of the other hormones seem to come into balance. Now, I know that you work with women who are losing 75 or even 100 pounds or more, which is incredible. So I was wondering if you could just take us through a typical day in your clinic and what that would involve. Like, where do you start? Well, you know, it is, it's a big topic and I, it's, it's difficult because I know so many people are struggling, you know, with weight. Um, and, and I did too. This is why I ended up specializing in this. When I graduated from medical school, I was burned out and I was 20 pounds overweight. Nothing I did was working and here, and I was an expert at it. So, um, so when I discovered that there were hormones that were, that were working against us, um, you know, that's where I started really honing in on my specialty and my signature program actually does, um, adrenal and hormone testing and it includes a medical weight loss program. So this medical weight loss approach that I use helps women lose weight more rapidly than they'd be able to do on their own. And sometimes, you know, women will come in and say, no matter what I do, no matter how much I eat or how, or how much I exercise, I can't, my body won't lose a pound. Um, so the approach that you've got to use is, is identify those underlying, um, obstacles and remove those. And that's adrenal and hormone, uh, imbalances. And also we can't forget um, metabolism, looking at metabolism, how, whether you have a slower or fast metabolism, because some, sometimes, you know, when, when all we hear is how to lose weight is by eating less and exercising more, we end up under eating by too much. So repairing the metabolism and balancing the hormones, that's really, um, the, the approach that I use. That is just so key because it's not easy just telling someone exercise and eat right and all will be well. Uh, what I love about naturopathic and traditional Chinese medicine is that we tend to look at the big picture. I think the biggest problem is that there's no cookie cutter approach that will work on everyone. So it has to be an individualized approach. We have to look at what your hormones are doing. We have to look at what the obstacles are for you. What, what metabolism type do you have? Um, so that's how we get so much success here in my clinic. Could you tell us a little bit more about what metabolism typing is? Well, the the way that I approach it um, is looking at how people's bodies um, respond when they eat certain types of foods. So we do, we actually have um, a metabolism typing test that we use so that we're able to identify, um, you know, if someone is falling asleep after they're eating carbs, then we know their body's not utilizing carbs very well. And so that might not be appropriate for them. So we actually um, are able to come up with a a plan that is specific to the types of foods that we determine that their body can use um, efficiently to burn fat. So that is how um, the metabolism kind of comes into play. Um, and, and then I also educate a lot on calorie um, counting because I'll, Almost every single person that's been in, when, when we calculate how many calories they should be eating to keep their metabolism strong, um, they're all under eating. And so no wonder the weight won't come off. It's in a holding pattern. 
we only know feast or famine. So um, if you've been under eating or yo-yo dieting quite a bit to to try to get this weight down, then probably your metabolism is, is, has slowed down. Um, and you really, the only way to, to get your metabolism really healthy and strong is make sure that you're not under eating. So we actually provide a calculation for our patients that, um, that helps them know at any weight what, what their range of calories should be. That's very interesting because when you're trying to lose weight, that's the last thing you're told. So I'm curious, in addition to hormone testing, what are your top supplements that you'd recommend to your patients with adrenal fatigue and PCOS? Okay. Well, for adrenals, um, you know, one thing that we provide all of our patients with adrenal fatigue, there's four top um, nutritional elements that that anyone with adrenal fatigue, which is pretty much all of us, um, should be making sure that you're, they're getting adequate amounts of. So one is um, vitamin B5. Um, and, and, and this is, I recommend taking um, like a multivitamin to, that has a high potency of activated B vitamins. Uh, and, and, you know, if you have a, a good naturopathic doctor or other um, health practitioner who offers doctor's grade supplements, you'll be able to find a, a good quality one. Um, so vitamin B5 and vitamin B6 um, are the two main B vitamins that are required for adrenal recovery. Uh, and then also vitamin C is a big one. So you can take any old vitamin C, doesn't really matter, um, even emergencies or, or um, high vitamin C foods. Uh, we have a pretty high tolerance for vitamin C, so we can actually um, you know, supplement that as a separate thing in pretty good amounts. And then finally, protein. Protein is a really big requirement for adrenal recovery. So making sure that you're getting protein with all of your meals and snacks um, or even using a high quality protein powder to make, um, to make protein shakes or something like that. So that's for adrenal fatigue. As far as PCOS, I really, um, after testing, it's all, it's individualized. Okay. So it's going to depend on what their lab results show, but, um, I, I focus on getting their blood sugar balanced and also, um, making sure that their, especially their testosterone obviously, um, is, is balanced. And until we get to that end goal, which is our long-term goals to reverse the PCOS entirely. Um, but meanwhile, you want to actually help with the symptoms and so we have our short-term goals and our long-term goals. Short-term, uh, a supplement for blood sugar and a supplement for um, testosterone if it's high. Wonderful. Thank you for that. Great. Any other tips you'd like to add for weight loss uh, for our listeners with PCOS in the coming year in 2018? Yes, actually. Um, you know, one of the things that has really been brought to my attention recently, partly due to some some a couple of other naturopathic physicians who are really um, forging the path for research in this area is how our environment is toxic. And we are actually, every single one of us is toxic. We accumulate toxins in the body. We don't have a way to actually get certain things out like pesticides and plastics. We, there's no function in the body that knows how to deal with those. So they actually accumulate in our fat, especially. Um, and these toxins are directly related to an inability to lose weight. So it's kind of the, um, an area that I am just starting to um, look into a lot more because it, it really is a problem. And for, for patients who, if their adrenal and hormone 
uh, hormones are, are balanced and their metabolism is, is um, working good after they've been working with me for a while, they're still struggling, then it's really an area that needs to be looked at. Um, and, and we actually just did a pre-launch of, of a, uh, an online detox program that we're going to be launching again in January, but it's really to help people who are really struggling and, and they've dealt with the hormone part and they've dealt with uh, slow metabolism. And, and this is something that is just a great addition. So any, any, um, there's a lot of different detox programs out there. So find a good, you know, a good uh, person to align yourself with, a, you know, a health practitioner of some sort or a good um, program. And I definitely think that is a huge part of, um, of weight loss because the toxins are hormone disruptors and they don't allow hormones to work appropriately. And those hormones are needed for fat loss. So that's what I would leave you with. <laughs> Wonderful. I'd love to list that link on our website and I'll post it up in our Facebook page as well. Girls, I think the takeaway for me is that treating weight loss is such a multifaceted approach and one that really requires an understanding of not just what to eat and how much to exercise, but really what role our hormones are playing. Um, and we don't have to struggle on our own. And really, there is a lifelong learning process involved in, in understanding the beauty of our hormonal orchestra. So thank you so much for joining us. And I can't wait to see you next time, ladies. Thanks for listening to the PCOS Revolution podcast. Be sure to visit us on Facebook and Instagram to join in the conversation, access the show notes, and discover our fantastic bonus content. If you love the PCOS Revolution, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give a review on iTunes. Until next time, beautiful ladies. Beautiful ladies.